This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Well, here we are, the uh, last show before uh, the Christmas uh, weekend. I'm Sean, ho, ho, ho. This is my dumb little show, show, show. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Just so you know, we're basically just screwing off today, uh, as opposed to the uh, highly prepared and well-organized program that we normally do for you. Uh, there's going to be a lot of screwing off today, just saying. But I, I have to respond immediately to, you know, Don Morgan's going to be talking about this, uh, I believe, a little later on in the hour. Uh, it's a Harvard study, I believe he just mentioned, that says most Americans, and correct me if, I, if I'm wrong about this, most Americans are not aware, in a sense, about how bad the 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 border situation is about how bad most people are thinking about five hundred thousand people come over a year, and uh, we're doing close to that on a, on a monthly basis, and we're going to be doing exactly that on a monthly basis once Title Forty Two goes away. And I've been talking about this this week because I, again, I, I I I've I've been saying for a long time that folks on the you know who don't live here, and I was one of them at one point. Who live on the East Coast? Who 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 live in the Northwest? Who live in the Midwest? Um, based upon how information gets out there these days, they they may or may not have any clue just how bad this situation is on the border. And uh, apparently, Harvard has done a study and and reflect reflects that, and that that's disturbing to me. And uh, and we'll talk about that. Uh, a little later on, uh, I want to read you some of the hopeful words from our president uh, on this Christmas Eve Eve. President uh, Joe Biden gave a I, I missed it. Uh, I was watching Hallmark movies, so I, I missed uh, his Christmas. Actually, we were running errands. This was in the afternoon, so I just didn't see it. President Biden. Uh, standing in front of a, a Christmas tree, uh, and he, he delivered a message of unity. My hope this Christmas season is that we take a few moments of quiet reflection, find that stillness at the heart of Christmas, and look really at each other, like really, like really look at each other, like really look. Not as Democrats or Republicans, not as members of Team Red or Team Blue, as who we really are, fellow Americans, fellow human beings, worthy being treated treated with dignity and respect. He goes on, I sincerely hope this holiday season will drain the poison that has infected our politics and set us against one another. Well, baby, you're the source of it. I hope, no joke, I hope this Christmas season marks a fresh start for our nation. Because there's so much that unites us as Americans. So much more that unites us and divides us. 
we're truly blessed to live in this nation. I truly hope we take the time to, uh, to for one another, not at one another. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm really glad I didn't see that. I'm really glad I didn't see that. Didn't he also see, because Trey played, you guys played some audio, right? Where he actually said, uh, this is a time of year when many Christians believe that this baby was the son of God. It's sort of required that as a Christian you believe that that little baby was the son of God. It's not like most Christians. Hey, I may be a Christian, but I'm not into this Jesus thing. You know, that it just told, it shows you how disconnected uh, a lot of these politicians are. They They trot out religion when they feel it serves them in some way, but uh, in many ways they have an active disdain for it. But it is a little weird, man. It's a little surreal, right? Uh, hearing the guy who was shaking his fists a few months ago uh, and basically saying that half the country were a threat to our democracy, uh, that we're all racist. You know, it's odd to, to, to see this guy, in a sense, portend that this poison of division was somehow some, something that we came up with, right? If this country is so divided, it's because of us, because us disappointing Americans, us disappointing Democrats and Republicans who go, oh, man, we we got to be so party obsessed. And yet the guy who's laying this trip on us is, in fact, the, the source, at least the face of the source of everything that sets us against each other on purpose. So Merry freaking Christmas. <laughs> Merry freaking Christmas from Yo Biden. Not a joke, pal. And I don't know. I mean, we'll talk about the cold weather. I don't know what you're experiencing, but, you know, Joe Biden talking about, remember the little warning about the storm he gave us yesterday where he's sitting at a table and he's he's got TV screens all around him showing climate maps and temperature maps and stuff. And there's Yo Biden. Hey, no, not a joke. The storm is serious. Take it seriously. And by the way, but I don't know. I don't know about your boss. Remember that? I don't know about your boss. Maybe, maybe you should just go home. Just be, you know, talk to your boss and just you know, stay away from it. Not a joke. It's like, okay, man. Wow, thank you. We'll, we'll make sure we do that. Uh, so I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to spend a lot of time on the news. I mean, the, the biggest, the chunky news that we have is this one point trill, uh, $1. trillion dollar omnibus spending bill, uh, has been passed 68 to 29, 18 Republicans are absolute pieces of crap. Uh, and we could talk about that. Uh, also, uh, what else did I have here? Church attendance is down. There's a Gallup poll that's out. But I also want to talk about some stupid, happy stuff as we make our way along uh, the next couple of hours and keep it Christmassy. So if you have anything Christmassy on your mind that you'd like to talk about, give us a ring, 210-599-5555. It was a little cold this morning. I mean, James is dressed uh, in full camouflage. It looks good on you. You look like you should be in a, a, a blind somewhere. Hunting buck. It's a onesie. Is that a onesie? Yeah, it's a It's a onesie. cami onesie. That's all soft and fuzzy inside. Soft and fuzzy inside. I want to put it on. And uh, well, Don Morgan's just kind of dressed like Don Morgan. You really aren't uh, uh, layer. You don't look any different. You're wearing a, a short sleeve button down shirt. 
<laughs> he's, a, he's a veteran. He's a what? He's a veteran of this weather. Of weather, that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I grew up in Bangor. I mean, you 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 know what cold weather is like. That's kind of how I responded Dude, because right. my wife, well, you know, wanted me wrapped up like a you know like the kid in a Christmas movie, <laughs> a Christmas story, <laughs> yeah. you know, where you can barely freaking move, you know. Yeah, right. And I, I I walked out the front door, and it's like, well, it's cold, yeah. Right. But it's walking around cold. I mean, it, when the wind blows, yeah, it's really cold. It cut right through you. It's, you know, it's not, we're not coming off. And I, I always said, I don't want to be that guy that used to live in places with bad winters that said, that goes around saying, oh, this is nothing. Oh, you people are wimps. It's cold. Yeah. Well, when you're not accustomed to this type of thing. Especially then. Yeah. It, this difficult. is cold. Hey, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll be the first to be, to, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I lived in New England for 44 years before I moved here. And when I stepped outside this morning, I quickly remembered why I moved here. Precisely. <laughs> That's exactly the thought I had. I'm like, screw this. Yeah. I had a friend say, "This um, bites." If you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't, if you think this is cold, you haven't been to Chicago or New York. And I said, "Yes, yeah. I have never been to Chicago <laughs> and New York, right. and it is cold." <laughs> That's right. Yes, you're correct. I think I think the coldest I've ever been though was uh, one November. I was in Boston, and we were standing right on the harbor. Um, and and just the way the wind was coming off the water, it Whoa. felt like people were you know like knives made of ice throwing <laughs> throwing them through you. you Isn't know? that called like. like the lake effect or something? Yeah, but it's not a lake. So oh. okay. <laughs> but yeah, kind of the same idea. It, uh, it's, it was it's, just the, you know the wind comes off that water and it's just unbelievable. Oh yeah, it's here, yeah. If you're near the water, you're right. Like when I was at the beach, you know, and and uh, yeah, that that the 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 breeze comes off the the water yeah, and it's oh it. it's it's it hurts. It it does hurt. So like, does the mist is frozen and hitting you? And yeah, it, yeah and it, I think what it is is when there's moisture, a dry cold. It's kind of like a dry heat versus a moist heat. Oh, okay. You know how like here it, it's it can be pretty dry. It's not like like in Florida where it's really humid and and the, and and the heat just kind of seeps through you and you're never right. dry. It's the same way with cold in that, and I believe in that. No, you're absolutely right. In, in, in on the East Coast, it's a very moist because you're waterborne. It's a uh, your coast. Your There's coastal. still some humidity going There's on. There's a lot of humidity, and that just gets into your bones. Whereas when I first moved out to Colorado after having lived in Maryland all those years, everybody was like, "I was like, oh God, I've seen The Shining. It's going to be horrible." You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I'm gonna be stuck on oh a mountain. Oh my god! Yeah, months, yeah, you know. And so I'm bracing for like. And they said, no, you know, it's really not gonna feel as cold to you because it's a dry cold, right. even with the snow. And it, and it's true because the the air yeah. is so thin that. Oh, gotcha. In other words, you know, three degrees in Colorado doesn't feel as cold as three degrees in Ocean City, Maryland, or Bangor, Maine, or Bangor. Bang, he's got me saying Bangor. Bangor, Bangor, you know, right up there. Uh, so today, you know, yeah, it's cold. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. It's cold no matter where you are uh, or where you grew up. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a nipply day, as I, I would say. Nipply. It's a tidbit nipply. You, you would say nipply. It's a tidbit nipply. It is. He uh, said tid. <laughs> it's cold, but you know, it's 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 doable. Okay, how's that? Yeah. I mean, don't go naked skateboarding. You know, no, it's not going to be doable then. A polar <laughs> polar plunge in the pool? Nah, nope. I did that once. Oh, the old polar bear plunge. <laughs> I am never doing that crap again, man. We used to do that. There was like these charity events. That's insane. That. I you, know. You could run. You put on your bathing suit and you run out of the ocean for. 
15, 20 seconds and run back in. Yeah, I did yeah. that with my old boss. I did uh, that one time. I'd never do it again. In Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, in the beginning of yeah. the, the very heart of the winter. With, uh, yeah, I, I did and, it one time, and I think part of my soul is still floating out in the Atlantic Ocean. I think you're somewhere. right. Because it's like, why did I do that? Because yeah. you run out in just your bathing suit. Yeah. I went out, nuts. I did that with my boss, and he was this ginger dude, Dan Gaffney. He's just one big freckle, okay? <laughs> He comes out of the water and he's completely white. He's just—he <laughs> looks like a my pillow. He's so white, it just flushed all the color out of the, the cold. Just took all yeah. the color out of his body. Right, all his freckles went away. Uh, and, 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 and while you're out there, even though you know you're only going to be in the water for a, a few seconds, right. You have to wonder what part of you thought this was going to be a good idea. It's precisely, you it. know, it's like, oh well, it's for charity. I'm like, I could have just written a check for a hundred. Just for the check, you know. I'll never see my testicles again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still waiting for him to come back. Anyway, <laughs> do some jumping jacks. <laughs> 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 Hey, you trans chicks, you have no idea. All right, 210 <laughs> Point Rima. 210 Rima beans. You just don't know and you'll never know. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. And, and just one more note. It is, it is kind of cool in a sense that it's cold at Christmas time. At least we have that going for us. As long as you're safe and everything's cool and you're not in any danger or jeopardy and your animals are fine, uh, it's it's kind of kind of refreshing to have really cold weather at Christmas time in, in San Antonio. Uh, I, I, I just, uh, just a brief observation because I am watching Fox News. I, I, I stay at my side computer here, so the only TV... I could see here in the studio is the Fox News channel. And as we mentioned yesterday, you know, and like next week, we're going to have a lot of guest hosts, you know, and I'll be filling in for different people and stuff like that. And, you know, you, you get all the, the all the full-time guys take off, right, and all these people you don't see very often. So I'm watching Fox News, and there's Julie Banderas and David Asman. And it's like, holy crap, it's 1998 all over again. <laughs> it's it's 1999 all over again, man. On the Fox News, you're looking great, Julie. God, I always thought she was James. I always thought she was kind of hot. I'm sad. I, I think my wife's gone back to sleep. It's not like I want to date her or nothing. I'm just saying, Julie Banderas. Ooh. Even if you wanted to date her, you're not. She wouldn't date you. Yeah, Why? Well, I'm I'm media. She's media. Yeah, but we need we need opposites. We already discussed this this morning. Well, she's rich. I'm poor. I mean, we, there's some opposites. Oh, there you go. You got something in common. She looks kind of high maintenance, though. I don't know why I say that. So anyway, uh, yeah, David Asman and, J- and uh, Julie Banderas on Fox News, uh, mostly talking about the same stuff we've been talking about, this uh, omnibus bill which is going to waste about $1.7 trillion of your dollars. It was passed in the Senate, 68 to 29, leaving 18 Republicans who, who, didn't, who, who uh, voted for this thing. 
And uh, uh, John Cornyn voted for this thing. Freaking idiot. And this is swamp stuff. This is this is swamp stuff. Um, v- very little of this money, if any, is going to go to improve life in America in any measurable way. Uh, as Trey pointed out on Where and Rima, there's a lot of tranny stuff, to be honest with you. And if there's one thing that I am after this past year, baby, I'm trannied out. <laughs> trannied out. And uh, there's there's a whole lot of, uh, again, as we said yesterday, no no one person writes this, right? It's written behind the scenes. Everybody only worries about their own little tiny slice of the pie, whether they're staff members being influenced by lobbyists or what have you or special interests. The thing gets written individually. That that that's why these things end up being so ungodly long. It's it's forty five hundred pages long. It's for over four thousand pages long. No one human being has read the thing, or or will ever. It uh it lists the spending of one point seven trillion dollars for a lot of basically a lot of special interest stuff and frankly a lot of liberal puke stuff it's not, not going to do anything about the border crisis uh there's money as we've been saying all week because i think this is the most egregious part of it there's money here that will be sent out to uh, other countries for their border security like oman lebanon Places you and I haven't even mentioned in years, but we're 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 supporting their borders, while ours is uh, is just a, a you know a, a hemorrhaging wound, an opened wound, and it's getting worse. It's getting infected. Actually, the border is a wound. It's been allowed to bleed uncontrollably for uh, about two years, and once uh, forty two goes away, you know what? That's when the infection kicks in. <laughs> in a sense, the whole damn country is going to go septic, okay? Uh, but, you know, this this, uh, this bill that they're all clapping themselves on the back for doesn't do anything about that because they, they basically want that to happen. And Mitch McConnell kept saying, you know, well, it could be worse. That's why we got to sign it. And also, he uh, wanted to, wanted to get home uh, for Christmas. It's great, thanks. <laughs> Again, these are people spending your money. This is not, you know, this isn't their money. They don't produce anything. They don't produce any money. This is this is your money. They take they take money from you. They take money out of your ass every two weeks, or whatever you get paid. They throw it into a big old bucket for themselves, and this is the crap that happens. And then we got to sit and listen to a cadaver in a suit admonish us to not be so poisonous towards each other. After and, and think about this too for a second. Think about this for a second. Okay, half the country this man has demonized as being enemies of the people, threats to democracy, were inherently dangerous. But you know what? Every two weeks he takes our money too. <laughs> There's a whole lot of MAGA hat money in that uh, 1.7 trill. So, you know, well, not to depress you, but here here we are once again with a, a situation where, 
your government is really the biggest threat to your life and and your uh, ability to live your life in this country. They are the threat, and and they just uh, assigned themselves. They just stole one point seven trillion dollars from you and me for the, for the, uh, basically for themselves. How does that make you feel? Merry Christmas. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Anywhere. Anywhere. Anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. We call me back no Santa. Nice. Who's that? That's cool. Nice. Uh, It's the Sean Show. It's the last show before Christmas. Uh, We'll be off on Monday. I'll be back um, doing my show, 9 to 11, Tuesday and Wednesday. Then I'll be kicking down into the earlier gig uh, for the rest of the week. And we'll have some great guest hosts who are going to be joining us next week. Uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Just uh, one more serious topic, and then I want to get a little screwy. Uh, you know, first off, uh, this is the – for me, and I, I know for many of you, I, I, I Christmas and this whole time of year is a spiritual journey, apart from all, like, the really fun stuff that we do every year. And you think about this time of year, it's broken down into a really nice progression – uh, for all of us to have a, a sense of spiritual reset, right? Uh, because the season starts off with the day when you're supposed to take note of what you have, what you are blessed with, right? What's in your life, not what you want, not what you've lost, but what you have. And you you take a moment to be thankful for it. Most of us, you know, are people of faith. We thank God. I just sneezed. Did I get any on you? We've got some on the mic. I'm sorry. Uh, so it starts out with this this moment of thanks for what you have. Then you move into Christmas, which is up. Oh, got to. St- sorry, I sneezed again. It, it's the cedar. I think there's a lot of cedar and crap in the in the air because of this stuff. So sorry. Let me wipe the mic off again. I'm trying to say something is so profound, and I keep sneezing. That's because God does, in fact, have a sense of humor. So Thanksgiving, you're thankful. You move into what is essentially a big birthday celebration. Christmas is a birthday party. And we're not only celebrating the birth of, of Jesus, of the Son of God, and for Savior, who changed history on planet Earth forever just by being born. Uh, but I think we're also celebrating the birthday of, of ourselves and of each other. And that that little baby came here for all of us. And so, in a sense, we're having a birthday celebration uh, for ourselves uh, and for the new life that's afforded to us or offered offered to us. And this is why we give each other presents. It's 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 a birthday party. And then the season kind of wraps up with what New Year's. New Year's, uh, we start the calendar over. And for a lot of people, I, I don't really make resolutions, but I tr- do try to reset my head, my noggin. You know, so by the, at the end of the season, you begin by taking acknowledgement of what you have and are blessed with, 
and you celebrate life throughout the holidays, and then the final chapter of it is you cast your gaze down the road. It's a whole new year, a whole new opportunity to be a whole new you or to be more you or to change whatever you want to change or not change anything at all. Just acknowledge that I'm on planet Earth for another year. But New Year's is really an opportunity. It's the beginning of a new journey. I mean, it's it's the, the way the holidays are set up is really brilliant. It's it, it really quite ingenious in a sense as far as how you can use this time of year uh, for yourself, for for to find the the light and the life inside of you. Now, for those of us who are people of faith, it's about that that light and that life is Jesus, is God, is Spirit. And for a lot of us, uh, you know, in this country, that is a huge part of our life. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I try to be fair. I'm 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 not a member of a church community of a faith community right now. I don't go to a church on a regular basis. That's something frankly, that I want to do differently this year in 2023 is I want to find a place to go to and go there uh, every week and be a part of that community. Uh, But for a lot of us in this country, you know, our Christian faith especially has been a huge part of who we are. And you look at certain things that are going on. I'm going to Gallup poll here. Church attendance is down 45%. Uh, as far as the general population, 81% of the folks in this country believe in God. But that is not a great number. Uh, in, 19, in the 1950s, we were at a 90% uh, a percentile of folks who believed in God. In 2011, actually, in, in, uh, in the 50s, it was, more, it was closer to 99, I think. In 2011, it was at 90%. 90% of the people on planet Earth still believe in God. In 2016, 89%. Again, uh, this year, 81%. The pandemic knocked a lot of people out of, out of church. In fact, a lot of churches were closed. And people haven't gone back. But something is also happening to our faith. Something is happening to our belief in this stuff. And you're, you're seeing... And, and and also this business that there's not an attack on Christianity, there's not a war on Christianity in America is a bunch of crap. Uh, and I'll, I'll show you how. First off, we have dozens of churches and uh, faith centers and birth birthing clinic, uh, birth uh, pregnancy clinics, which are tend to be religious organizations that have been firebombed, attacked, destroyed, graffitied, vandalized. Not a single person has been arrested, even though several pro, I guess you'd call them pro-abortion groups, uh, have, cl- especially Jane's uh, Revenge, have claimed responsibility, and, and nothing's been done. Not a single person arrested. Uh, you also have, uh, in this country and in other countries, the mere act of praying for the unborn and the mere act of of, of showing uh, your your support for the pro life movement is is under attack. A lot of you people are now considered to be domestic terrorists too. And, and the story that we're all kind of uh, looking at that's really kind of troubling because it's we're we're getting pretty close to it here is the case of Isabel von Spruce, who is the director of the UK UK March for Life. She's a pro-life activist, yes. 
Uh, but she was, and there's video of this. We're going to play this audio. She was uh, across the street, I believe, from an abortion clinic, just standing there. And uh, she doesn't even have a sign. She has no, nothing saying, hey, uh, pray for life or choose life. No sign. She is just standing on a sidewalk across the street from an abortion clinic. And a couple of cops come up. Well, now that you said something I didn't know, she's she's known for what she does. Yeah, she is because known for what she does. Because the cop says something like, I know you don't live in this area. So right. he already knew who she was. Yeah, so she, she is known as being an activist. But that having been said... At the moment they encounter her, she's just standing there. No signs, nothing. And she's across the street. And let's go ahead and listen to the audio. Um, before I ask you any questions about what's going on today, I have to caution you, which is just sort of like, so you don't have to say anything, it may harm your defense if you do not mention any question. Something which you later on in court, and you can be sent me to give you uh, what, what are you here for today? Physically, I'm just standing here. Okay. Why here of all places? I know you don't live nearby. But this is an abortion center. Ask her why she's there. She, well, it's an abortion center. So I'll ask you once more, will you voluntarily come with us now to the police station to ah. answer some questions about today and for the days where there are allegations that you've broken into this place protection Yeah, okay, so essentially what, what he's, he's, he's asking her what she's doing there. They kind of know who she is, that she's an activist. They know what she's doing. And she's she's standing there, and they ask her what she's doing. She says, I'm, he asks her, are you praying? And she says, not out loud, maybe, maybe in my head. Maybe in my head. Would you mind coming down to the police station so we can ask you some questions? You can't even have thoughts about it, I guess. She said, they first off, they asked her, are you praying? Now that should creep you out a bit. They already know she's not doing it out loud. They, they, they saw a woman who they know to be an activist, and they went up to her. She's not doing anything. She has no signage. And the guy asks her, are you praying like that's a crime? She says, uh, yeah, I'm praying in my head. And they freaking arrest her. Now, you may say, well, that's the U.K., and they talk funny over there, and their ketchup sucks. But you know what? We, we've had people here harassed by the FBI for doing exactly what she's doing praying we have people here who though uh were praying out you know out loud and were in a group and uh and they were arrested basically for praying okay now in, in the uk and don't think it's not coming here you'll be arrested if if i guess you acknowledge that you were praying to yourself yeah if you don't think christianity and god the whole idea of a faith in god isn't under attack on this planet you're out of your mind uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. It's been a long, long time since you said that you were mine. The best time to say it is at Christmas time. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Nice. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How's everybody doing? Everybody doing? You staying warm? You staying warm? Uh, so yeah, try to remember the reason for the season. If you are a person of faith, 
talk to Jesus. I, I just, you know, I, I said this on Way and Rama. There's only two people that I'm, I'm really kind of concerned about keeping uh, happy in that sense, or, or keeping them happy with me, and that'd be Jesus and my wife. <laughs> if I can keep Jesus and my wife happy with me, then everybody else going to be cool all right. Everybody else is going to be cool as well. So, you know, Jesus and my wife, as long as I'm keeping Jesus and my wife happy, then even if we are at the end times, even if, you know, we're, we're there and, uh, and uh, the four horsemen are on the way, clippity-clop, clippity-clop, I'll be all right. I don't believe or know that we are there. But sure as hell, if you if you really want to stack it up and just listen to that last thing we were talking about as far as the attack on the church, you will be I mean, you can go all the way back to the gospels when they, Jesus was warning us, you will be persecuted because of me. And then you you get into the imagery of revelation, and there's all kinds of stuff about people being marked, people who are people of faith being marked with something, and that's how they know you're one of them. So I mean, if you're lining up the dots, I guess you really could look at the way things are going right now. And say, hey, we're there. Look at Jesus. He called it. What's that? Oh, oh yeah, right, right. <laughs> He's, you're going to be persecuted. You're he gonna, did. You're going to get this, and it's it's up to you to stand strong. It wasn't even a movement at that point. It was just him and his dudes. Yep. And some wealthy chicks paying for the food. You know, I mean, that's who they were. It was a weird caravan of people, but they they, they weren't a movement. And he would say, "Well, you're you're going to people are going to mess you up because of me someday." That'll be your cross to bear. I mean, you're gonna be. Are you gonna? You're gonna. You're gonna carry that cross when it comes to you. That's because most of them died pretty badly. That's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do. And I, I think we are. I think we are at a point, whether it's the actual end times or not. And again, it's not. I'm not into end times theology. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. But let's just say that we're there. As long as you follow in the teachings of Christ, you know, you 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 survive. But I think we. I think we are getting to a point where you are going to have to make a choice. I do believe that, whether it's it's a, you know, a choice between good and evil or it's a choice between who you're going to run with, you know, these bunch of people over here, these bunch of people over there. Uh, I, I, I really think we are at a definitive moment in human history where you're really going to have to choose who you're going to be at all cost. Because <laughs> some choices are going to cost you a lot. And uh, I think we're we're at that point. And I already know what my choice is going to be. But uh, these are strange damn times. And so my prayer for 2023 is that, man, let the good guys win a little. Let's hope the good guys start winning uh, in, in 2023. That's kind of what I'm focusing on. I hope the good guys start winning, turning this thing around. And if that doesn't happen... Then my prayer is just to ride out the storm, man. Just ride out the storm. Uh, two one zero. Uh, yeah, we're, when we get back, we'll we'll talk about some Christmas. I want to talk about some Christmas stuff and kind of the la- the last hour. Get away from some of this depressing bull crap. <laughs> Frankly, you know, and uh, and kind of go out on a happy note uh, as I lead you into the uh, Christmas weekend before we go to Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins at uh, at, at eleven. And so let this percolate in your head. I asked this on Where in Rima. What's your best Christmas memory? What's your best Christmas, whether it was a present or a thing that happened? Let's talk about that. Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Retirement. 
Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. One more hour uh, of the Sean Show, five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, the phone lines are open. Uh, we're going to get a little uh, funny and weird this hour and have some Christmas fun, man. Because I tell you what, once uh, once I click the mic off here at 11 a.m., old Uncle Sean ain't watching no damn news for a while. James is disrobing uh, somewhat. James has taken off his shirt. It's tough to go to the bathroom in that onesie. You know? He's wearing a, a camo onesie. It that would be tough. It's always going, tough to go go to the bathroom in a onesie. Going to lunch with my my boys, my crew. So I oh, are you? changed so I looked respectable. <laughs> you don't look like you just fell out of a duck blind, <laughs> or like you're the president of Ukraine. What? <laughs> What's that? I thought that's what he was going for when he walked in this morning. <laughs> the hunters look, yeah. the hunting look. No. Nailed it. Oh, oh you all look like, like Zelensky? Yeah, he was going to I you. want more money. A little more Zelensky look over there. You don't give me enough money. So he's uh, he's nicing up so he can go hang out with his right. dudes. Making himself presentable. I just realized I got to go to Hobby Lobby. Maybe you could make yourself presentable before you go to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Come on, it's me. I don't care about that crap anymore. <laughs> My wife's learned to accept it. Right. We've all accepted it. Yeah. So I got to go to Hobby Lobby mm-hmm. and freak out the hippies because I just realized there's something I need to do for one of my wife's presents. And Hobby Lobby is the only place I can do it. So Hobby Lobby, to Hobby Lobby I shall fly. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck with that. When I get the hell out of here. I, you know, there's a store I wouldn't want to be anywhere near. Today? As, you know, a couple of days uh, before know, Christmas. But I got to do it. It's going to be a zoo. I just a gotta, zoo, I, just, I tell you. A zoo. But I just realized I got to do it. I got to go to Hobby Lobby. Oh, man. Uh, it sucks for me. At first time in my life, I wouldn't want to trade places with you, Sean Reimer. It's all right. I'll drop an out of van before I go. It's okay. <laughs> Doc gave me a attic van prescription. Yeah, I'll get good medicated before I go to Hobby Lobby. Out of van makes everything right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, are you into the presents thing? I mean, I, I'm not, you know, the, the presents, you know, and first off, I want to thank you and Trey for getting both getting me a Christmas present. You're welcome. Yeah, that was nice of you guys. Yeah, because I didn't really get anybody anything. Me either. <laughs> I didn't know we did that. I, I've, well, they, I've. Well, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't expect it to be a gift exchange. Right, I right. Just, I just do it because I, I feel like it. Sure. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things. So. I'm, and I appreciate it. I, and I spend more time with, with you guys than most anybody else I know. That's true. You know, so. Oh, Don, now I really feel bad. Thank you should. Don. I, ho- Jeez, I hope you, I feel, hope you horrible. feel like, I hope you feel like crap. Well, but I'm, <laughs> Merry Christmas, hope yeah, you I'm, feel like crap. Oh, Merry Christmas, hope you feel like crap. <laughs> I hope you feel like I love you guys so much, because you don't love me, but here, here's some presents for you. Yeah, here you go. No, I, I hope I, it makes you feel like a miserable schmuck. <laughs> I here's how I am with with stuff, and you probably already know this. Is that if if I'm if I have a reason or I'm motivated to give somebody something, that's when I do it. Right. For like holidays when you're supposed to do it, I'm like the guy that will end up screwing off and not getting it done. But like if I no. if you've done something or something about it, like when I got out of the hospital, I gave you know I gave some stuff around. Right. Because you know I I just wanted everybody to. Know. But on holidays where you're supposed to be gift, giving gifts, I'm terrible at it. Right. You don't like the sense of obligation. Well, I, I, it's stressful to me. 
My mom called me and told me what I'm getting for Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah, she was like, oh, you're getting this and this and this. And I was like, oh. Just told you? Yeah, just straight up told wow, me. Wow, man. Was it like, well, you're old enough now. I'm just going to tell you. I guess so. You're not a kid anymore. We don't have to keep it secret. We're just going to tell you. Perhaps if she tells you that, and the, but it's actually something else. Well, then, that, see, then, that would be cool. Mom well, doing the old switcheroo. She hosed me then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to get some stuff. In, no, but, yeah. And so she the, gets you a bunch of scratch-off tickets. Well, we do do that. <laughs> of course you do. So, of to, course you give each other scratch-off tickets. We're going, we're going to lunch with the guys, right? These right, are my right. golfing buddies, drinking buddies. Sure. Right. I got them socks for Christmas. Socks. Oh, well, hey. Hey. Socks are good these days <laughs> right now. Useful. You know? Nothing wrong with that. No, they know they're getting it. At least, they, you didn't, at least you didn't get them soap on a rope. No. Remember that crap? Yes. Remember like the, Isn't uh, that for summer camps and stuff? But don't you I remember that like was something I, you give somebody in prison? I'm just saying that after I turned 11 in prison. <laughs> you tie it around your wrist. Never have to worry about hey, it. Hey, Mr. Crypto Man. <laughs> got you some damn soap on the rope. Do you have soap on the rope in your fancy ass mansion you didn't pay for? I'm going to show you how it works right now. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying there was a time from the from when I was like maybe 11 mm-hmm. onward where, and I think it's peculiar of our generation, where dudes always got soap on a rope from someone. No. I and I never used it. I can't say that ever. You have. never got soap on a rope? I never got soap on a rope. Well, I always got soap on a rope from someone, and I never used it. Why not? Because why would I want to hang a piece of soap on a rope from the the well, perhaps shower you don't head? Have because I, I have to, to then take it off the the oh shower my God. head. Oh, because you have to stretch your arm out. I do, and I, take I, the soap have, off the. Well, yeah, it's oh, hanging for the love there. Of God, how lazy can now you it's, be, it's Rima? It's mad motions oh, to my, my life. God. Now I got to take the damn soap off the, the untie the rope God from the shower head. Just slide it off the shower head. Come on. No, oh, the God. greatest invention ever. I don't know who it, who it was. I suspect it was a woman who came up with this. Mm-hmm. Is when they came up with for men the one goop for everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> You got the body wash, the shampoo, and the conditioner three in one. one bottle. You can wash your ass and your hair with it. I mean, that was the whoever developed that crap. Oh, man. You know, the guy who came up with soap in a row probably died in a homeless shelter. But, you know, whoever came up with the body wash, shampoo, conditioner combination, that's a wealthy person. And I think it's a woman. You think so? Because only a woman would think of that. Right. You're probably right. How do I get him to stop using all of my very expensive hair gels and conditioners and stuff? Right. Put it all in one bottle. Perfect. So the silly ape only has to pour out one glob of crap. Maybe it was somebody you were involved with at some point. (laughs) Me. You're tired of your nonsense. Yeah. Oh, he can't even get the soap on a rope off the shower head. I'm he, going to put all this stuff in one bottle. <laughs> Look at Sean. That he lazy. inspired his favorite thing. Yeah. I inspired the the body wash shampoo conditioner combo. That was that was that, you're welcome. That was beca- yeah. because of me. I think the test name on it was Lazy Cracker 1. Lazy Cracker 1. <laughs> But isn't it brilliant? You would think so. One goop, to, one goop to clean them all. It's like the magic ring on the Lord of the Rings, right? One goop to clean it all. 
condition your hair and wipe your ass at the same time <laughs> with the same blue crap. Oh, man. That's the most brilliant invention ever, man. Oh, God almighty. Men everywhere are thankful. You are just a lazy human being. Yes, it's yes, scary. I am. You know, it's scary. <laughs> For whatever reason, it frightens me that you're that lazy. I, I am that lazy, but I, I, I am. What's going to happen? When, it, when it's something that I really want to do, then I'm not lazy at all. Unfortunately, well, that usually, uh, usually means writing poetry or something. Let me put you in a situation. Okay. We're sitting here doing the show. Right. Right. All of a sudden, God forbid, the building catches on fire. Right. And the one fire extinguisher we have is right there next to you. However, you would have to slide your chair over a whole six inches <laughs> to be able to reach it. We're all going to die. Like, Don, can you get in here and <laughs> grab that extinguisher? <laughs> My elbow, I got some tennis elbow going here. I got a condition. You may want to hurry up a little. Yeah. Got a condition, I can't reach it. It's like in Jaws when Quint looks at Roy Scheider and goes, Chafee, would you put out the fire? <laughs> That. Yeah, he doesn't even flinch. He's yeah. just, hey, put out the fire, Chief. That'd be rhyme up. I'm doing other hey, stuff. Hey, uh, hey, Don, yeah. put out the fire, would you? We'll I, got a, up, I got a break coming up here. We'll leave it up to Don. He doesn't want to die today. <laughs> He'll take care of it. That's funny. Sure. Oh, callers. Yeah. Ah, what the hell? Let's take a call. Uh, <laughs> They're probably amazed at how lazy you are. <laughs> I am a lazy man. I mean, the level of which I is fully astonishing to me every day. I am lazy. <laughs> And you know what? I've always been lazy. I started off lazy. Mrs. Rima, he was supposed to be born today, but we, we, we keep hearing a strange knocking inside the uterus. He, as, he refuses to As if he's, it was Morse code. Can we do this tomorrow? <laughs> well, I, I'm, I got something going on. Congratulations on lazy. What? Holy moly. What's that? Congratulations on being lazy. Holy moly, Sean. I bought you a gift, too. You did? What'd you, what'd you get me? Soap on a rope. <laughs> Soap on a rope. No, no, I, I got some. Jeez. Back in the 80s, man, my aunt Susie got me a soap on a rope. It was Old Spice. Old Spice. And, uh, uh, by minute. Yes. I know, man. But you know what? What? I used it eventually. Eventually when he ran out of the other stuff, huh? That was a stand, a standby soap. Standby soap. His emergency soap. Had <laughs> it behind glass. He broke it in case of an emergency. Hey, Mark. Merry Christmas, Mark. Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for the call. Soap on a rope. He just let it sit there, and eventually the soap just melts off, and it's just a rope hanging there. Here's Mary. Mary, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm great. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that this soap on a rope is actually um, for the locker room. You know, when Ugh. you go to the shower, you have your soap, and then you go back and you can hang it in your locker to dry. That's what it's all about. Well, why did people give me that? Yeah, because he's not. I'm never in a locker room. I Even if he were, he's not going to shower around a bunch of other guys. I don't, I don't get naked around other men. So the whole giving me soap on a rope <laughs> is always kind of a waste of money. So that's really what it was? That's what I'm thinking. So if you're either in the locker room or in prison, you can just hang hang your little soap cake up there and take it with you, huh? That's it. (laughs) No. No, I never made it there. I appreciate the call, Mary. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I never showered with other guys. I'm sorry I'm not manly enough that I didn't shower with other guys. Oh, you don't have any hobbies? Line goes to James. Point, James. Right, Jimmy, yeah! <laughs> Use my own line against me. That's amazing. 
beauty of well, that's it. That's what's. He took your favorite one. He's got it. All right, turned it around and used it. I'm going to ruin your life. You're going to be here forever. Okay. <laughs> Is the end of your career in your life. You're here with, you're stuck with me now. Oh, man, the other day, huh? my, my son Thomas said something to me last Sunday when he went over visiting. It was some smart alecky, something that 20-year-old right. 20 20 kid would say to his father. And I looked him in the eye, and I said, see how you are? Oh, oh man. Oh, wow. Everybody's stealing my lines, man. <laughs> I know. Actually, I stole that line from the old guy that taught me radio. So that was his line. I stole right. it from old Bob. We're just but recycling. I, I, That's I, right. See I how felt you are. it was appropriate at that situation. So. <laughs> it's a great line because like people don't hear it very often. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I hope it causes him to do some, you know, some reflection and introspection. Do you think it did? I don't. I doubt it. No, he's in his twenties. <laughs> he's twenty years right. old. Come on, he's twenty years he's old. He's around walking, going, "What do you mean by that?" He's got a bunch. Is he of saying mo- I'm not cool. Yeah, he's twenty years old. He's got a bunch of money in his savings account and a brand new car. He's not caring what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> he's already doing better than I am. Obviously, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> when I was in my twenties, I needed to, my parents to care about what I needed to care about what oh, they said man. because I'm always hitting them up for, "Oh, Dick, and I have twenty bucks." Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was me. Never had a plan. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Take a break. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA dot com. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hang on with Don Morgan, James Trevino, Mark Lee Van Camp, and Robbins up next. And yeah, I, uh, we'll be off for three days. I'll be back on uh, Tuesday morning doing this show. I'll be here Tuesday and Wednesday doing my show. And then I'll be back uh, Thursday and Friday, I believe. Let me check my little list thingy here so I know when the hell to show up for work. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this show Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Thursday I'll be doing the 550 KTSA Morning News and Where in Rima. So I'll be here from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. Thursday and Friday. Uh, so we're in the midst of the uh, holiday season, so if you have any, let me just do it this way. If you have anybody you want to wish a Merry Christmas or you got any Christmas messages you'd like to put out there, give us a call, 210-599-5555. I had asked earlier on Where in Rima, you know, which, do you have a favorite Christmas memory or maybe a present or a thing that happened to you that uh, sticks out in your mind more than any other Christmas? And uh, I know sometimes that seems like it's kind of hard to do because you have a lot of different Christmases that, that, you know, were great or whatever. Frankly, I don't remember a lot of those from my childhood. You know, it, it was, it was different, a different experience. But as far as, uh, like, as an adult, there is one moment, and I already told this on the air, that, uh, that I'll, and I'll never forget this, when I first moved to San Antonio and the divorce was, still, was just going on, you know, and uh, uh, my uh, the former wife, ex-wife, and my daughter moved back to Colorado, and we were coming up on Christmas, and we had pretty much figured this would be the first Christmas we'd be apart. Um, and at the time, and Don, I don't know if you remember this check, but at the time I was involved with this freaking crazy chick from California that I'd met online. She lived in, uh, what the hell was it? 
those little seaside towns, little artsy fartsy towns. Planet Neptune. And she was, I don't know, she, I liked her, but she was, she was an artist, and, but she was nuts. Uh, oh, God, I can't remember that. I wrote a poem about it, too, just one poem. Because <laughs> she said, she said, I don't want to end up just being another girl in one of your poems. And I said, don't worry, you won't be. And, like, that was the only poem I ever wrote for her. Right. <laughs> don't worry, terrible? you won't be, but you are. <laughs> so I was supposed to go spend Christmas with her in California. And we had already bought, we, we split the ticket, the airplane ticket, all right? And the closer I got to Christmas, and this is before I realized how, that she was nuts anyway, and the closer I got to Christmas, the more I really, just the thought of not seeing my daughter at Christmas time just really started to weigh on me. Uh, and so, and, and my, my daughter thought I was going to California, everybody thought I was going to California. And this was probably kind of a trick move, but uh, you know, about a week before, I, I decided I can't do this. I got to see my kid for Christmas, and so I called her up and said, I, "I'm not coming out. I'll reimburse you for the." And she got all pissed off, but she was nuts anyway. Mm-hmm. You pushed her over the edge. Nah, she'd stepped over that edge <laughs> years before. I just wasn't quite aware of it yet. <laughs> it was nuts, and, and so uh, I ended up. As a surprise, driving up to Colorado from here, from here, uh, which I I enjoyed doing. I want, I'm going to do it again in May. I think for her graduation, I just love that drive. And so I drove up, and nobody told my daughter that I was going to be there, and I wasn't going to be there for actual Christmas, but I was going to stay up till Christmas Eve. And so uh, had her meet. They, they, she was taken over to a, a friend's house whose daughter they used to play around with and stuff, and so they were hanging out there, and I'd already been there. I'd, I'd stopped there for the night. And so when she came out and saw me, and and uh, the look on her face is just a look I'll never forget. It was, it, it was We were both just so happy. You know, It was just a, one of those moments. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the yeah. presents and stuff over right. the years, I really don't remember. Yeah. They all kind of blend into each other. Yeah, you know, and... and do you have a moment like that, like a Christmas moment that uh, you just remember that sticks with you? Yeah, you know, there are a few. I mean, you know, when the when the ki- the kids came along, you know, the first Christmases with them, that was sure. always a lot of fun, and to yeah. watch how amazed they were by the whole idea of the, of wow, look at all this stuff under the trees for me. You know, that was <laughs> that was great. But you know, there are a couple that uh, that come to mind. Uh, my first Christmas here, right. Um, was a totally different experience because I'd, I'd grown up in New England, and so I'd always had cold weather or snow, and then I wake up Christmas morning and it's 73 <laughs> degrees outside. You know, so I was like, it's like well, hey. I, I don't know what's going on, but I kind of like it. This is and, different. Uh, yeah, buddy. I'll take this for a while. And then there's, you know, there's one, a couple actually, I think it was probably 1980, um, I got this really cool stereo for Christmas. Right. Turntable, AM, FM, cassette, all that stuff. And uh, the night I got it, um, I was in my, I got it all set up. Had the speakers you can hang up on the wall. Right. Pretty, pretty high tech. Oh, nice. There, right. So I was in my room listening to it, and there was a guy on this radio station I was listening to. Um, it is Christmas night. And he's saying, I hope you're all, he said something along the lines of, I hope you all are enjoying time with your family. I'm just in here trying to make a buck or something <laughs> like that. Well, this is 1980. All right, right. Fast forward five years. Oh, there you are. 1985 Christmas. I am working at that same radio station oh, at wow. the same shift, 
And I said the same exact thing. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. How circular is that? <laughs> I, I thought it was perfect. So Wow. So those two stick out in my head. James, you got a, a Christmas memory that sticks out in yeah, your mind? Yeah, the Trevino side of the family. You got kids as uh, gifts as a kid up until when you graduated high school from all your aunts and uncles. Right, right. And then when you graduated... You just get one gift. And right. I sent you the bill for all the gifts you received before. <laughs> and I was the baby for a long time. Right. And when my last cousin graduated high school, and I still had another year left, I gave him the old, suck it, I'm getting all these gifts. Y'all only get one. <laughs> suck it. <laughs> you told your family to suck it. No. <laughs> that's his favorite memory. <laughs> Oh, that's that's so <laughs> special! Wow, and, then, and then we and then we sang "Happy Birthday to right. Baby Jesus," and right. I opened up my plethora of gifts, and they only opened up one. Oh, that's oh, so sweet! So you your know? favorite Christmas memory is the time you put the screws to the entire family. Those that, that's, my, that's, my older cousins picked on me. That's perfectly you, though. I don't know why. It just yeah. seems it, like you know, it kind of is. Yeah. He's he's kind of a double edged sword over there. I've got to know you a little too. You know that 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 that, that works for you as well, perfectly. Yeah. Wow. I can't remember like, like the, the uh, suckiest Christmas I have. This whole thing is I'm being nice to you, but I'm screwing you at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> and enjoying the hell out of it. My worst Christmas was uh, just so flat broke that I gave nieces and nephews $5 bills, and that's all I had. Right, right. Now, you was, know what? But that, that, that counts, though. That, that matters. That does count. But, you know, when you, when you have to make it hurt that way. Right, right. Eh, peaks and valleys. Yeah, exactly. I, I, what is it, Gutterson Strikes and your Lebowskiism? Right. I think I, it really. I thought it was going to be the worst, and I'll take a quick break. I thought it was going to be the worst Christmas ever, but it turned out, turned out not to be. When I was I was living with this woman from New Jersey for many for about four years, I consider it kind of my first marriage. And Christmas at their place was horrible, on the Jersey side of the river, because they would scream and yell at each other because the brother and his girlfriend. And it was all about everybody getting a, the, a, the same amount of presents and stuff like that. Oh, and it was, and I really just hated it. it. I just hated Christmas at at her at her family's place. They totally missed the point. Well, yeah, yeah. and it was, and there were always arguments. And it's New Jersey, so they were always arguing. And so uh, one year, I was this is when I was out of radio for a couple of years. I'm working at a Wawa store. I'm I'm a I'm a deli manager at the Wawa store. And you stole a pressed ham. No. <laughs> they asked people, you know, they always would get who's willing to work Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And I volunteered. Oh, man. And I told the old lady, uh, oh, you know, a couple people didn't show up, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to work Christmas right. Eve and Christmas morning at I least. I have to go in. I got to go in, baby. Because yeah. she was going to New Jersey. She said, oh, it's okay. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So she went to spend Christmas with her family. Oh, is this the hair thing? No, this is when I spent Christmas alone thinking, well, this will be depressing, but it was great, man. I just, I, I, <laughs> I had the best I, time. I went out to a bar. I hadn't been to a bar in like two years. I went to a bar and had a few drinks, and then I went home and, and drank like a six-pack of beer while staring at the Christmas tree, completely hassle-free with the dog, and just, it, now, it, I thought being alone was going to be horrible, and yet it was, it was wonderful. Because it was very peaceful. It beat so listening there. to people argue. What's that? It beat listening to people yes. argue. Yes. <laughs> people arguing is no fun at no, Christmas time. Not at all. Uh, 21059. I hope that chick's not listening. Oh. <laughs> Man, I made you so happy by being away from you. Yeah, there she is on the phone.
210-599. Taking your calls from North Jersey to South Jersey, 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Anywhere, Anywhere, anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Now answer that. Badass Christmas music, man. I don't know where Glasgow found these, but it's a whole Christmas funk album. Oh, it is? Yes. This is. That uh, must be. He left that there, huh? This is Christmas Done Got Funky. <laughs> well, it's good stuff. Great stuff, man. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And we're just kind of hanging, talking about Christmas stuff now at this point and, uh, and staying away from the news. Um,. One thing, i got to tell this story because this was a funny thing that happened to, to all of us this morning um, in that, you know, it, it's really freaking cold this morning. I don't know what the, what the current temperature is. It was like 16 or something like that. I think it's 20. 20. But, you know, the wind blows. It goes a lot lower. I mean, it's, it's freaking cold. And uh, so they, they, you know, they wanted to make sure the building here was going to be okay. And apparently when Trey showed up, and he shows up, you know, like around midnight or something like that, and usually the whole station's dark, and he comes in, and all the lights are on. All the doors are open, right? People have radios in their in their offices. They're playing. And, and he didn't know what the hell had happened because there was nobody here. Now, he thought it was the rapture, which I thought was funny, and like, oh, hell, I got left behind. <laughs> You know, so it was kind of free. I had the same experience when I came in, because when I come in, you know, I, first off, I listen to you guys. I know you guys are on the air, obviously, but there's you know a lot of hall lights down that way are, are off. The bosses, all the doors are are shut. There's nobody. There's no activity really, unless it's Rudy J or Rob walking around. Yeah. And so I walk in, and everything's lit up. All the office doors are open. I look down the hallway, The bo- Greg, the boss's office door is open, and I can hear his radio playing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is he doing? What is he doing here? Why is Greg here? Did you flinch? For a moment, because I, I, I used to be a lot worse at this stuff, but for the moment I was like, oh, my God, they're going to do it today. Everybody's getting fired. Yeah, when you show up for your morning show and the boss is already here. Look at this is it. This is the last day. They're cutting me loose. Not a good sign. Yeah, that's what that was my immediate lo- thought. Well, that's it's a it's a radio thing. People. It's a radio thing. We're in show business, so in show business, you never know when the show's coming to an end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any well, given know, day could be your last day. It's yeah. you have to say so you have to learn to deal with it. There's a fat lady singing somewhere. There is. Even if you were never paranoid in your life, the minute you're hired, you're paranoid. Well, <laughs> and I like I said, I used to be a thousand times worse. I don't I don't really th- I don't think about it much anymore at all, but. You know, when something like that happens, you're like, oh, ooh, ooh. what's going on here? I got the bosses here, man. Uh, you know, because uh, if I got fired now, I would just go find some place to play, play Lionel Richie songs. That'd be all right, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mariah Carey songs. Little RTSD, radio you know, <laughs> traumatic syndrome. I'm, you know, I'm, I don't, it's not something that besets my mind. 
like it used to, but it is kind of a thing in radio because radio, and I had a guy tell me years ago, you're only ever as good as your last show. Okay, everything you everything you've done before that that last show you did, in other words, the show you're doing today is as good as you are. And it doesn't matter what you did, how how to get how you got there, because this could be the last your last day on the air. And it's a showbiz ethic, and you have to learn to live with it. Or or a lot of people can't. They lose they get out of radio because of that. Uh but yeah, you come in and it's five thirty in the morning and the boss's door is open and I can hear his radio going. I'm like, oh, this is it. Oh, this is it. It's over. I'll be I'll be calling bingo numbers by New Year's Eve. Why is Greg here? Why? What did I do? You know. <laughs> and so I walked out there, and he's not there. And I, I finally came in here, and they said, "Oh no, though Shelton had put out an email right. for the. I guess they need all the lights on for some reason." Right. No, you didn't see the threatening note on the door when you first walked in. Did that email come in after eleven a.m.? Um, it was like. What, 4.30 yesterday afternoon? Oh, no, I didn't see it. No, there was a note. <laughs> when you first walk in, there's a oh, utility closet that. to the right in the hallway, and there was a note on the door, basically Shelton saying, you know, touch anything and I'll rip your face off like a scab. Is- <laughs> I missed that. I walked right on yeah, by you that, missed man. It. Oh, man. I walked right on by that. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know what's, well, I guess that's what they're doing to protect us all or protect the building. We had to keep the temperature at a certain level. Right. Remember what happened when we had that storm last year? The entire heating and air conditioning Oh, unit. when we had to do our, ended up having to do the show on our cell phones? Right. <laughs> that was fun, man. You know, because the whole the whole system that heats and cools this place just basically had a meltdown. It did. Yeah. It did. And it was that was during the blizzard. And we had that... We had that temporary thing parked out in the parking lot for the better God, part of six God, remember months. that thing? It was yeah. the size of a barn. Yeah. The big uh, AC unit that they wheeled in... Mm-hmm. But we were, when all the power went down uh, during the storm, we were already at home. And that's, and Trace brought that up a few times, that we ended up having to do our whole show on our cell phones. Right. In homes that had no power. So we'd have to go sit, and I had to go sit in my yeah. car, I had to go sit in this car with the, with the freaking cell phone plugged in. I was hanging out here with Chris. You were here with Glasgow. And, and, a, and a candle. And a candle. <laughs> oh, it must have been pretty and special. Yeah, it was quite cozy. Kind of romantic. Yeah. So, you know, this year we are not doing it uh, by cell phone, and so far everything's all right. I did dim the lights a bit. I hope that doesn't matter. Don't, don't let him find out. I hope I didn't just screw the whole his whole thing up by yeah. dimming my lights. He's going to kick your ass. Hey, I, I need some mood, okay? I, gotta, I can't do this without some mood. You couldn't right. just put on sunglasses? Yeah. No, I left him out in the car. That would involve me walking out to the car. You know, see, there you go. I told you I was lazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know how it is, Jimmy. We have to wheel him out of here after the show. That's he, right. And he doesn't really have to tell us that he's lazy. You know, we get it visually. <laughs> I am. I fully admit it. I've turned being lazy into an art form and an occupation. He right? Won't, he won't get out of the chair. Now, if there's a Twinkie across the room. Well, not until February 8th. Or a lemon zipper. Or no, I can't, do any, I can't do any Twinkies. See, now I'm setting myself up for the hernia operation. Right. How's that coming along? I've I've lost. I, I'm down to 226. Oh, that's great. Now, now, what were you before you started this? 238. Wow, that's great. When I went to the, just, the, the the butt doctor there. Yeah, butt doctor. <laughs> <laughs> she said she wanted me to lose, get under 200 pounds. Right. Not, not a proctologist, a butt doctor. Well, yeah, she's my butt doctor. Yeah. Okay. 
So I got to f- lose a few more pounds between, between February. So I'm kind so of obsessing on that. You had to lose thirty altogether. Well, they that was the number they she tell you that, but they they really if you lose ten or fifteen or twenty, they're fine. Keep thirty yeah. is the goal. Yeah. The goal is the. My doctor goal. said if I eat nothing but plant based stuff. I could shock the hell out of the butt doctor by walking in there with actually having dropped 30 pounds. So that's what I'm doing. I'm eating. Now, I have had two tamales a day for the past two days. Uh-oh. But then I had some plant-based spaghetti last night, meatballs. Mm-hmm. So I'm like trying, that? man. How did you like it? it actually, there's that, that Beyond Burger, is that the brand? Yeah. yeah Beyond. They're it's, actually really good. They do a good job. They've, it's gotten so much better yeah. than the stuff you, we used to eat. Yeah, there oh, are times I mean, well, I, you can't tell the difference. I, the, the Beyond Beef stuff is great. They have these yeah. bowls that they sell. Yeah, those are delicious. And before that, I just went kind of got the generic uh, chicken nuggets, like the H-E-B meat-free chicken nuggets, and that tastes like hell. Okay, but the Beyond Burger stuff, I don't think or Beyond Beef stuff is good. I don't think they've gotten the chicken down right because I haven't found one that I liked, and I tried. Uh, yeah. Oh, try Gardein. Okay, Have I will. Try Gardein. Gardein. Gardein's pretty good. They do a good job. All right. So anyway, plant-based food for me for the next few days. But then you know, I I get a nice little vacation in a in a hospital for a few days, and yeah. I was doing high-powered all- pain meds and pretty nurses. I was doing great. <laughs> pretty nurses, and I get to talking his language. I was doing great till cookie making season came upon us. Uh, and I had to be the one to try them all out. Right. Yeah. My wife's making cookies today, I think. Well, uh two, we've been all over the map here. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's a holiday, there's nobody here. What the hell do you want from us? All over the map or just plain lost. Just plain lost. Yeah. Either way, we'll get there. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Wow. Who's that? Aloe Block? This is still from this file that you found, yes. right, that we suspect Chris Glasgow left behind? He, he saved me a little Christmas present. It's cool stuff. And that's really weird, because I was going to talk about that song when we came back. Oh, it's really? psychic, man. Dang. Uh, because you have an article from the Daily Mail that's come out today uh, that's about Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. And I guess for several years, she has claimed that she wrote that song when she was a little girl on her Casio. That when she was a little girl, she, and this is a recent, and this is something she's only been telling people for like maybe the past 10 or 15 years. Okay. And that song's been out for about, what, 30, I think, altogether? Yeah. Uh, oh, she says, uh, oh, I wrote that song, uh, Let's. She was, she was on some TV show. I wrote that song when I was a little girl. Uh, I wrote it on my, on my Casio, and at one point she changed the story, even said she had put a little Christmas tree on her Casio, and, and that's how she wrote the song when she was a little girl. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the guy who co-wrote, she co-wrote that song with, 
Walter Afanasif has come, finally come out and saying, um, no, <laughs> it's not. She can't play piano. She can't play a single instrument. Uh, let me see here. This is just so funny. We were we were both on the same page about how we wrote All We Want for Christmas as you because they'd been working on that record together. There was never alt- any alternate story and probably until 10 years ago when she started to hint at the fact that she wrote that song when she was a little girl. She doesn't play anything. She doesn't play keyboard or piano. She doesn't understand music. She doesn't know chord changes and music theory or anything like that. She doesn't know how a diminished chord from a minor seventh chord to a major seventh chord. So to claim that she wrote a very complicated chord-structured song with her finger on a Casio keyboard when she was a little girl is kind of a tall tale. (laughs) When he's asked about how it really came about, he, he said that they, he and her were in a in a, somebody's mansion somewhere, and they were recording songs for her Christmas record. She'd already, they'd already put together. So apparently, very obviously, he writes the music, and they put the, maybe she puts the songs, the lyrics to it to a certain extent. She said, "We're holed up in this beautiful home they were renting, and it was summertime, and there was a piano." So the writing of "All I Want for Christmas" uh, is I started playing a boogie woogie, kind of a rock. And then Mariah would chime in here and there and start singing. And uh, eventually we had a song. He says, I've studied music. I have degrees in music. I'm an accomplished orchestrator and arranger. I teach music. I'm not a schlump. I don't play by ear. So I guess he got a little bu- he got a little burned with her now her new story that she wrote it on a Casio when she was 10. And the chick can't read a line of music. That sounds like the airing of grievances. It is the official airing of grievances at the Festivus poll. <laughs> I just think that's funny as hell. Well, because he could say he's made money off that. They both have made so much what, money what, off that. That's why I was thinking he just came out and said this: is he has enough money off of that song? I, I, I've, I've earned enough money that the truth must come out. Mm-hmm. You did not write that on a freaking Casio when you were ten. You have no mus- musical ability whatsoever apart from singing. Well, good on him. I'm glad the truth has come out. That song's been around for so- 1994. And I actually, I, I got to, you know, and I know we complain about it. It's, it really is a very good song. I mean, and there are certain songs that, that, that there's a reason why they end up sticking around for, for generations. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're good songs. Well, yeah, they're, it's they're probably she's probably going on the third generation of listening. Yeah, to that. that have grown up. I played this new on the air. Yeah, there's, you know? there's grandmothers that are playing it with their grandkids. Right, right. There was a guy. I'm trying to remember. There was a guy with a restaurant or a bar. I think in Houston last year that banned the playing of that song from his place and actually had taken it out of his jukebox. And said he never wanted to hear that song in this place again. I think that was a story from last year. I don't remember. But it's a cool tune, and it doesn't bother me. And again, Christmas time. My wife, uh, there is a local radio station that I think we all know about that this time of year they switch over to all Christmas music. A Festivus for the rest of us. And so I normally when I'm in the car with my wife, I, I'm either listening to my preachers or I'm listening to Riccardi. 
or Mark B. Van Camp and Robbins. But when we're doing errands, I put on that local radio station that plays all Christmas music. And so I've really listened to a lot more Christmas music this year than normal. And you know what? It's just fun, happy, dopey music, most of it. It's just music that make you feel good. <laughs> Have a holly jolly Christmas. Maybe a little less Lana Del Rey this year, a little bit more uh, holly jolly Christmas. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine. Thanks to Don. Thanks to Trey. Merry Christmas to all of you. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you on Tuesday. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. A Festivus for the rest of us. (laughs) 